0: Welcome everybody, Two Average Guys here. Welcome back. Welcome back. Just got our podcast this week. Um... This week, uh, well, once again, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy, and we're two average guys. So we're gonna we're gonna start our show off here with uh, an ex Scarlet from University of Nebraska, uh, Ashley Farrell. Uh, she's gonna join us on the show today, so we got her on the line. Uh, we're gonna ask her some questions about Husker football, and, uh, and then after that, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, strong debate going on in college football, which is uh, should college players get paid? Um, so we might even get Ashley's thought on this as well here in a second too. So, um, Ashley, you there? i'm here hey ashley welcome to the show i'm matt i'm jimmy thanks for joining us and uh so we're two average guys and uh we just we enjoy talking about football and um that's pretty much all we do we talk football we drink beer and sometimes we uh we show ourselves on on facebook live and sometimes we just enjoy doing a podcast so very excited to have you on the show today and talk a little bit about husker football Awesome. I'm super happy to be joining you guys. Good. Very cool. So um, I'll start with just a few questions here. So um, first of all, when, when did you attend University of Nebraska?
1: So I attended University of Nebraska from 2004 to 2008 during all of the Bill Callahan years, actually. So uh, I feel a, like if you can stay a diehard Husker fan through that, you can probably stay around
0: through anything. Oh, that's that's, that's extremely unfortunate. You had to deal with <laughs> Bill Callahan tough. and his staff, but uh, well, then then I'm guessing did you get to see him in Dallas too? I'm sorry, what was that? Did you get to see him in Dallas when he was the offense coordinator?
1: I did, so crazy enough, yes. My first year as a Cowboys cheerleader, he was our offensive coordinator in 2012, and so, yes, it was... Can't get rid of him, huh? I couldn't. I couldn't get rid of him. I mean, he's a nice enough guy, but unfortunately... As a coach, especially in college, it just
0: did not go very well for us. Yeah, I, I will never forget, I went to the Cotton Bowl game down at Dallas when we played Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was two thousand. it would have been 2006, the new year. And I remember yep. some of the plays that we called. We called like a fake punt, he threw it behind his head, and the Auburn guy caught it and ran all the way back. I mean, it was some messy football <laughs> and some messy play calling by Callahan. It was insane.
1: Yes. Yeah, that game. That game was hard to watch. I was not there in person. I actually I danced at our bowl game um, at the Alamo Bowl the year before that when we beat Michigan. So okay. that was at least that was a fun one. Um, the next year, not so much.
0: Yeah, not so much. <laughs> well, okay, So, so you were a, you were a Scarlet at the university. How were you there for four years?
1: Um, so I was actually a Scarlet for my first three years. First so years. freshman, okay. sophomore, junior year, and then. Uh, There were some coaching changes and I just decided that my senior year I was going to focus on my academics and finishing up my degree and graduating on time.
2: Very, very cool. Yeah. yeah, pretty smart choice, I would say. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it ended up being a pretty disappointing football season, so I didn't feel like I missed
0: out on That's good. That makes much. sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, then, so, so I, I mentioned uh, when we were talking a little bit late, uh, earlier that, you know, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan myself, and so, um, you know, you being a part of the uh, Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders, I remember, I think it was last year, uh, I think you retweeted one of my uh, tweets uh, from my personal page about the Husker game, and I'm like, wait, she's a cheerleader from Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> was like, why is she retweeting me? And then you're like, oh, I was a Husker. So that was, that was pretty exciting awesome. for me. But uh, how long were you a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader?
1: So I was a Cowboys cheerleader for three years as well, from
0: 2012 through
1: 2014.
0: Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I got to see the Dallas Cowboys beat the Detroit Lions in their first uh, playoff win uh, in Dallas. So that was pretty neat for me.
1: Oh, you were at
0: that game. That was actually, that was my
1: only playoff game that I got to cheer in those three years, but that was a fun one. Yeah, that well, it was close, too.
0: It went right down to the wire. It really did. Well, for you to be at a playoff game, they had to make the playoffs, so um, the fact yeah. that they were finally able to get there, and finally able to win a game, that was pretty exciting for the Cowboys. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: It so, was a fun day to be a part of. Good. So So let's get back on the Huskers here. So who is your all-time favorite Husker player?
1: My all time favorite head player is definitely Amon Green. Oh, okay. I had to think about this one, but it's a, it's Amon for okay. sure.
0: That's a good choice. So what what makes him your favorite?
1: Well, I mean he was first of all, he just is a pretty great guy. He went on to have an awesome career in the NFL. He was part of two championship teams in the nineties. Um, got to play with Scott Frost, so that's pretty cool. Um and he was just really instrumental. In, in those
2: championship wins. Absolutely. Yeah, if you go back yeah. and watch some of those highlights, it was it was unbelievable. And my dad actually, he used to referee high school football um, here in Omaha. And Amon uh, Green went to high school here in Omaha, so my dad got to, to ref him in high school. And mm-hmm. he said that that was, you know, pretty much by far and away the, the best player that he ever <laughs> and he did. He did ref uh, air crouched. Oh was yeah. one I'm yep. um, on green, definitely one of the best.
0: Very neat. Yeah. Well, and a fun fact. So when my, my sister graduated from the university of Lincoln and, uh, she actually graduated with them on green cause he came back, uh, took a little break from like a year break or a little break from the NFL and finishes, his, uh, his degree. And so my sister got to see him walk across stage and said, he just jumping up and down, like super excited to finally get his degree. That's awesome. So that was really that's cool. pretty cool. Awesome. Um, right, Yep. Yeah, so, um,
2: just another question here for you how you know over these last three years with the mike riley coaching staff um Mm -hmm. you know how uh what was your take i guess on how the last three seasons have gone
1: i mean it it, it was disappointing i think that's probably the number one word that comes to mind we all had a lot of hope that Things were going to turn around, and it just didn't really play out. We had some great players through those years. I think that made maybe want to tune in and cheer them on and made for a few exciting games in there. But overall, it just – they didn't really seem like they were playing with a lot of fight and pride in what Nebraska means to so many people, not just in the state of Nebraska, but people who have grown to love the Huskers all over the country. And so – I don't know. I'm I'm really, that's one of the things that I think Scott Frost is already changing, and I think I'm excited to watch from this fall is just
2: the energy that the team plays with and the pride they take in the game. Okay, yeah, Um, and actually going into the next question is what, you know, what are your thoughts on Frost um, for the 2018 season and beyond? But uh, before we get to that question, uh, with, with the Mike Riley situation, I think people were optimistic and... You know, with how things had turned out with Bo, and people were upset with how emotional and, you know, sometimes yell, you know yelling at people on the sidelines and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think people were optimistic that Riley was going to come in, and you know he was a great guy and, and <laughs> nice, certainly a nice guy. But, we got uh, complete opposite arms, was, arms, folded, never talking to the players or coaches. Yeah, and, and I think uh, I think we went in the wrong direction. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so moving on, what are your thoughts? You know, for now that we have Scott Frost and, uh, you know, for this upcoming season and beyond?
1: Um, I'm excited. I mean, I, I think everybody has a lot of optimism. Everybody's excited to see what the product product is going to look like when they hit the field on September 1st. Um, I, I'm going to, I don't know, I'm trying not to be overly optimistic, I think there's going to be some growing pains, I don't, I don't know that we're going to go 15-0 and 0 and win the national title this year, but it'd be awesome if we did, um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, but kind of cautiously, so oh, yeah. I think there's going to be some growing pains, in some and, disappointing
2: games. and we had our first show last week, and, and we kind of talked about that, how, you know, don't, just think right away we're gonna win a championship we we need to to build it
0: uh build it up Mm -hmm. and get things back on track and I think that we have the right guy to do that well I think one of the biggest differences that that you've seen so far this year is for one I think even one of my good buddies he's He's a Husker football fan, but he's more of a pro guy, and he's like, I'm even excited about this year because of Scott Frost and everything he's bringing and all the energy he brings, his coaching staff. He's like, he's going to put the team back on the map because I'm actually excited about Husker football again. And I think mm-hmm. that's the general feel for the entire state of Nebraska and all those Husker fans out there is we have this coach who has proven success just over the last couple of years with a team that was not that good, and he turned them around. And so I think that, that hype and that energy is building, and I think that's going to help with recruiting. I think it's going to help with the coaching. I think it's going to help fill that stadium and make it loud every day like it usually is on those Saturdays. And um, you know, you're not going to see fans leaving at halftime like that happened last year during a couple of games. I just don't see that happening because players are going to fight even if we lose, they're going to fight to the very end no matter what. Yep. Totally totally agree. So what? Uh, what's your favorite way to spend
2: Husker game day? What do you usually typically do?
1: Well, my f- absolute favorite way is at Memorial Stadium.
2: Uh, yes, naturally.
1: Uh, and tailgating and being in Lincoln and experiencing that one-of-a-kind game day atmosphere. But if I'm in Texas, we usually wake up, make some Bloody Marys, Grill, play some yard games, and then put the game on with some friends and cheer really loud at home.
2: <laughs> pretty much sounds like my like my Husker Husker <laughs> game day experience. It's very very familiar. Very
0: familiar. You may get back to Lincoln yeah. often.
1: Um, so my in laws live in Omaha, and so we do make it back to Nebraska at least a couple times a year. Um. I'm hoping to make it back for at least one game this year. Okay, we haven't decided
0: which one that'll be yet. <laughs> well, you got, but, it's yeah, a t- it's tough to tell. We got a pretty tough schedule this year, so I don't think you can go wrong with any game, really. That, right. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. And, yeah, and so just like Matt said, we have a tough schedule
2: coming up this year. Uh, what do you think the record's gonna be? If you had to take a guess. Oh
1: man, I think I think it would be a success if we finished the regular season eight and four and went to a decent bowl game and won that game. I think that'd be an awesome start and
2: something to build on going forward. Those are my thoughts exactly. That's kind of what I think. Uh, It's going to be tough to get there. Um, We're Mm -hmm. going to have to win a couple of tough road games, but I think that we have the right people in place to do it. And, uh, you know, depending on who emerges as the starting quarterback, yeah. might be able yeah. to steal a game that people think they <laughs> might not be able to at this particular time.
0: No, I don't know if either of you knew this, but Nebraska has never had a true freshman quarterback start a game ever. I did not know that. Never, they've had. A red I didn't sh- know that either. They've had a red shirt, but never had a true freshman. Start as their starting quarterback, so that should be that's that's just bringing in a new era. We have a lot of young guys. We have Tristan Jebbia there as well, so we're going to be feeling it out. I think Adrian Martinez has a starting job already, um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if he struggles. I think Jebbia is going to be in right behind him, and um, Bunch could be in there. Well, yeah. I th- we got a few options. So, were you able mm-hmm. to watch the spring game? Did you? I'm watch, sorry,
1: what?
2: Did you watch the spring game?
1: Um, I watched the highlights okay. of the spring game.
2: Yeah, I was just curious because it was on Big Ten Network. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, Adrian Martinez looked fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody here is pretty excited to see what he can possibly do. But
1: uh, yeah, definitely. And I think we've seen true freshman quarterbacks start and be amazing at other top schools. And so I think if he's the right guy, we should give him a chance, even if it's the first time it's been done at Nebraska. <laughs>
0: one hundred percent, yeah, and and I'm I'm sure there has been times where we've had good freshmen come in that could be starters, but there's always someone upperclassman that was better or been there and, and earned the job, uh, or, had game, or had
2: played or had experience, you know, yeah. actually playing in games. We we have quarterbacks right now that have never played. None of our quarterbacks have played. It's true. That's so, true. <laughs> Other but, than Noah Vedro, we right. can't play. That's a little scary. So, That's a little scary, it is, but, but it's exciting. also exciting.
0: Very exciting. So, Ashley, yes. where are you at in, uh, in the Texas area? Are you
1: in the Dallas area? Yeah, we still live in Dallas. We actually um, just bought a house, so I think we'll be here for a while. We live um, kind of southwest okay. of the downtown area.
0: Okay, I lived over yeah. in, uh, in yeah. Plano for a couple of years um, just recently. I, I mentioned I met uh, I met Danielle and I believe Jessica at a Dunkin' Donuts with my buddy a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. my, friend, my friend's like, you're the only adult like rushing to get a picture. I'm like, hey, I've been a Cowboys fan since I was a kid. Like That was exciting for me. Uh, yeah. He gave me a pretty hard time, but um, but really I – That's I, so I, funny. Danielle
1: and Jessica are great. They were
0: actually two of my rookie sisters. Yeah, oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah,
1: they're, they're awesome. Fun. Very,
0: very nice. Uh, well, if you're ever in the Plano area, I will tell you, there, Plano and Louisville, there's actually a couple Husker bars there. Have you ever been to them?
1: Um no, I have not but I think the one association does a tailgate up there. Okay. that we should probably go check
0: out. Yeah, there's even a it's called North North Texas Nebraskans. Um, they set up at a couple different places. One of them's at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Plano, and you just walk in, it is a sea of red. It's like you're watching a game from at Nebraska in a bar. And it's just it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun there too, so if you ever get a chance, I recommend it.
1: Yes, we'll definitely have to
0: check that out. Well, I know you, got, you said you got a new little one at home as well, so congratulations on on the little girl, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's actually, she's going to be two at the end of August. I can't believe it. Oh, so she's not so little setup. anymore then. Very yeah. cool. Well,
2: congratulations. Yeah. So is there a Thanks. chance of her going to Nebraska? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we would love that. My husband and I both graduated from Nebraska, and we're proud Huskers, and we're going to raise her hopefully to be a Husker fan and watch football, but, I mean, ultimately that choice about where she goes
0: to college will be <laughs> up to her. I think it'll be really hard if we end up staying in Texas if she decides she wants to go to UT. I think that will only hurt. Oh, yeah, but the burnt orange would
1: always hurt, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Any Really, any
0: Texas school could really hurt. Um,
1: right. So, good luck.
0: You got a long ways to go to think about that, yeah. So, uh, but good luck when it happens. And ho- hopefully by that time, Nebraska's won
2: a few national championships, and Scott Frost is, you know, the the most high profile <laughs> coach
0: in the country. If he's still there in 16 yeah. years, I'd be shocked. That would be You'd awesome. you never know. Never know. <laughs> well, Ashley, we appreciate you taking out. Do you have any questions for us at all? Um,
1: no, I don't think so. I mean, you guys said you were going to talk about if players, college players should yeah. be yeah. paid. Yeah, so what's, what's your thought on that? Um, I think it's really tough. I think I I think saying that things need to stay the same just because that's the way they've always been is a really bad reason to keep doing things. I do, I I worry that it could completely change the sport and so I'd like to see them explore maybe opening up some of the amateurism rules, letting players profit off of maybe merchandise sales or things that have their image their likeness that they are really helping to sell for the university I think something like that could be possible I don't know I think it'd be really hard for smaller schools to make a pay-for-play system work uh, and absolutely.
0: so I worry what that would do to the game. Absolutely, you know, and, and then if you're you're paying one person more than the other, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. As far you know, you're gonna have some beef among players. You got the starting quarterback and the backup; they're getting paid differently. I mean, or even the starting right. quarterback and starting running back, or you know, you know, the
2: the number one wide receiver or number one guy on defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you put a price tag on a on a linebacker compared to a defensive lineman? You know, like uh, you have a player like Levante David a Uh few years ago who was one of the best players that ever defensively went through Nebraska. He was in on every tackle. I mean, are you going to pay him the same that you do the quarterback? Exactly. So...
0: Yeah I, yeah, I think it's tough. I, I think there's, I think there will be some more exploration down the road. Right now, I think it's just a definite no from the NCAA because they make a lot of profit. I mean, look at, uh yep. I don't know if you're familiar with video games very often very much, but they got rid of the NCAA football game because of they they were creating these images and likeness of the actual players, same numbers, well, same stats, attributes. Same, same attributes. So that yep. was a player ended up suing them, and they they won the lawsuit, and they stopped making the games. And... Well,
2: it was because players were not making it to the NFL, and mm-hmm. then they were upset because in the video game they weren't very good because yeah. that, they were just a <laughs> mediocre player. Yeah. So then they took advantage of that and ended up getting rid of the video games. It was worse because it was the best yeah. games. Yeah, <laughs>
0: but yeah, well, like you said, I think I think there's something that can be done, but what's the right answer is is really tough when you have. So many different levels of athletes, so many different levels of schools, and you're talking about D1, D2, uh, even all the uh, the D1 FBS schools, you know, there's a difference in income and how much money they make. There's a right. difference between Nebraska and Alabama. There's a difference between... Nebraska s- and Rutgers. Yeah. There's
2: somebody, you know, a school that, you know, mm-hmm. isn't uh, as good as far as, or, you know, doesn't have the background and yep. the championships and things like that, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. I think you're right, and I think uh, it'll be interesting down the road on, on to see what we get. So definitely. Well, good. Um, well, I don't, we don't have any other questions I for you, unless it. you have something else. Um, we definitely appreciate your time today, and um, definitely you know, wish you guys the best down in uh, Texas and cheering on those Huskers this year. And hopefully, if we go eight and four, uh, we'll make sure to put that on your record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Looking right.
0: forward yeah. to the season. Appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, Bye. All right guys. So uh, that was Ashley Farrell once again from uh, University of Nebraska. So she she went there during the Callahan era, so very unfortunate for her. But uh, – <laughs> But you know she she seems to have a, a good uh, outlook for Nebraska. Like I said, she's an avid fan, so she's got. Yeah. Um, she watches every game, um, and she really seems pretty knowledgeable. I mean, she remembers
2: you know games, and I know that she was uh, you know dancer or whatever. But uh, at the same time, it's it's pretty cool when you. Can remember things and certain teams you're playing oh, and yeah. games and wins and losses and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I
0: think I think it makes a big difference when you're actually a part of the game. Um, where you, even when you may not may not get to see as much as you would sitting at home or in the stands, but being a part of it to, to still be able to remember that much and your know, favorite player being Amon Green. I mean, I mean you can't go wrong with the Green. Really, he was one of yeah, the best in mean, last Just you, seen at the running back. If position. you asked
2: me that question, who my favorite play, Husker player of all time was? We'll be here, cricket, I mean, for a while. It would take me a little while, but uh, he would probably end up being in the top five. So, oh yeah, easy, um, easy. Yeah, that's that's cool.
0: Well, cool. So, cool. so um, well, so we'll kind of continue that discussion on uh, whether players should get paid. So we had a pretty interesting uh, discussion going back and forth on Facebook, and and I posted that question. And anybody else that wants to chime in, please do. Um, I ended up posting that question because I ended up seeing on Twitter there was a Uh, video put out of the new Alabama it's like this huge like resource center with food personal chefs a training area kind of like a a relaxing room almost like a like a student union student area but it was just for the football team and and I believe the other and some of the other athletes Um, and I found that really interesting because then it went into a big discussion as to Hey, well, why not build this big facility with a personal chef and all these things that they can get? Why don't you just pay them with all that money instead? Now, and so when went into this big, big thing, but not realizing that the money actually came from a booster, which that, that's a whole other story. But either way, the, yeah, the, the argument... Water's getting a little muddy there. But yeah, yeah, but the argument <laughs> came into why are, why are we wasting all this money to give them all these things when we can just pay them and the argument on the other side was but this stuff is for free. They're getting yeah, free education. They're getting free food. They're getting a free place to just hang out as athletes. And they get some of the best training they can get, some of the best uh, personal trainers, some of the best doctors and massage therapists. And so they're actually, they're not getting paid in in, in money, but they're getting paid in these other free attributes from the university that they couldn't otherwise afford yeah, outside I mean, that, they get uh, <coughs> uh, you know a lounge type area where they can go and play video
2: games or or ping pong and various things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know most universities or different things like that have stuff like that. But uh, they're getting, I mean, a lot more than just you or I would going to college.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and that's and I think. I think mean, that's where the tough the tough argument comes into play. It's like, but they're getting a free education. They're getting free room and board. Well, they don't have to pay for their books. Right. and the good ones – They get a stipend.
2: The good ones are going to go to the NFL and get paid. Yes. And, you
0: know so, – So a couple different arguments. So my buddy Scott on Facebook, he says, no, but I think the way the NCAA works is wrong too. A percentage of the millions needs to go into the schools, not just the athletic program. I mean, you can't argue that. I mean, lo- look how much uh, e- even Nebraska, Alabama, LSU, Florida. Probably most of the, the Ohio high, State. High-profile Power 5 schools. Yeah, the, the high-powered schools in the Power 5 conferences, where's all their big dollars going? It's going towards the athletics, the athletic program. And football. And football. And football for most of them is big. Um, you look at Another team like Texas Football and baseball are pretty big for them Volleyball is big So their athletic programs are getting a lot of Extra oomph That you might not get for all the other students That go to the school The hundreds of thousands of students that go there Well, and I
2: liked what Amanda said They should take the extra millions in profit And lower tuition Oh God! I mean, that's, that's actually pretty I mean, I just can't believe that as a student, if you're just a regular student, you're gonna have to pay loans back for like thirty years like, of your
0: life. It's like four hundred dollars for a freaking parking pass in Nebraska. Yeah, I can't imagine what it costs. I
2: mean, I like, never even unreal. got a parking pass at UNO. Unreal. because And
0: that was eighty-five bucks. I mean, that for wasn't garage.
2: much but they had the part they had yeah. the, the one way and the parking lots, and you had to walk a little bit but it wasn't bad I mean, yeah so I, pay
0: for I you know when you look at some of the costs that these other students are paying to go there compared to a student that's getting a full ride to play football even if they're not getting a full ride but they have a chance to walk on and earn a scholarship, um, At a lot of these schools, you see scholarships in hand out left and right. Nebraska always gives a lot of those scholarships to the walk-ons, too. So they maybe pay a little bit, but they're still getting a profit from all these extra things that the athletics get. Even if they're paying a little bit of their education, not the full education, they're still getting a lot of profit outside of that as well. Well, and I mean,
2: I get it. There, There's a lot of college football players and college basketball players and mm-hmm. that... You know they come from low income families uh, they they don't have anything. and yeah. one of the I did read a little bit, somebody said something about having a job. Mm-hmm. I mean you you can't really have a job being a <coughs> college football player. I mean you can, but if you think about going to class and then going to workouts and practice, and I mean during the off season, you have workouts. I mean you probably could it It'd be tough but I'm sure some people have to do it.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, like you said, you're you're looking at a a wide population, and this is not a stereotype, this is 100% fact. You're looking at a wide population in the college football era and college basketball where are these players coming from? They're not coming from the rich of the rich. Most um, of them are coming from low-income communities who have the athletic ability yep. to earn their way into a school. Um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I feel like that is that's awesome, and, and everyone deserves that opportunity, especially if they have the athletic ability and they're getting noticed. But you know, they're coming from this this community where. They may not have that opportunity if they didn't have their athletic ability to even go to college or go to a Nebraska and be able to afford a college like that. So, it's it's a it's a good thing to be able to provide those athletes these scholarships. Um, but should we pay them? The
2: one interesting thing is football is the is it's a little bit different than the other sports. So, with basketball, and one quick thing. I, I don't know what, if you saw all the stuff that was going on with college basketball this year all the schools that were getting busted oh, yeah. and there was you know shoe companies that were giving people money and stuff oh, yeah, like that yeah. so that I mean I don't want anything like that to happen which could mm-hmm. but um, football with it being so physical and they don't let you go after your freshman year no. to the NFL so I mean you have to go to college for a couple of years yeah with basketball, you can go one and done. And I know they're changing that, but they're going to change it so you can get drafted out of high school and go right into the NBA. Yeah. Baseball, you can get drafted in high school and go right into minor league and get paid. Yep. Hockey, you can get drafted at 18, and you can go to major juniors and get paid. Yeah. So, I mean, these other sports, you're able to get paid. And so I get it.
0: Yeah. Some, some people would say that they should pay. How many? It, well, and yeah. So, how many high schoolers could go straight out of high school straight to the NFL? None, zero, absolutely zero. <laughs> not a single
2: one. Those guys. I mean, you can see it. Just a difference with guys that dominate in college football, yeah, and then go to the NFL. Some of them dominate, yeah, but, some but it takes of them, a couple of years. Yeah, some of them, you know, go. <laughs> if you're playing like a. a Boy among men Uh, unless you're levante david yes and among green
0: yes um so so my buddy chris said you know most of them are already getting paid by getting their room tuition board books everything paid for um although they don't see this as being fair so the college players don't see it as being fair And, and a lot of people outside of of the university don't see this as being fair so if they want to be paid uh the schools schools would just get rid of the scholarship and Pay them just enough to cover those costs. Yeah, most I likely. did read that one from yeah. Chris. So, um, uh, I mean, so that kind of if you're going to pay them, but that kind of take that's not that's kind of a uh, banana with a banana. So, I'm taking away your banana, but I'm going to give you another banana. Same, yeah. it's the same banana, it might be a little but, bit better, but it's not a whole lot better because you're still and, all that money's going towards your cost of tuition, room, board, books, and all that good stuff, right? Anyway. And... <laughs> then you have to worry about figuring out. Okay, I got to pay this here. I got to pay that there.
2: When yeah, when you're given everything, you don't well, have to worry about anything. When you're
0: responsible for the money that you get, it makes it a little bit harder because you maybe because, spend where you shouldn't spend.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, you when know, KJ says, you know, tough question. Chris is right that most do, but uh, how about you put a different spin in it, spin on it? So anybody who makes the football team, walk on and practice, walk on practice squad, whatever, gets a full ride. So I I think they did that. This money business paying would just kind of... Paying for playing. Paying for playing would... Yeah, so I mean that makes sense as well. Um, it is a tough question. There's no easy, easy answer to this. Um, so my, well, my brother, my brother and our cousin Micah kind of had a back and forth, and for some our reason I can cousin's
2: husband Micah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and so I can, I can only pull up part of it. I don't know why the rest of the discussion uh, isn't here, but um, basically my, my brother Andrew say, you know, I understand the argument. that it would generate millions of dollars for these universities. Uh, most of these athletes would not. Would not even get into these universities without football. Kind of what we we're talking about with the the demographic of who is going to play football at these universities. Uh, they're being awarded an opportunity for free education as well as an opportunity to showcase their abilities and make it to the NFL and actually make the money. Um, yeah, I mean you're getting, you're getting four years, whether you spend those four years of education or not. If you only spend two or three years, well, you kind of you, you kind of wasted a full ride. You got four years to get your education degree. Well, and if you you do
2: see that sometimes, like. Uh Amir Abdullah, every you know, he's like eight, the last of eight kids in his family, and they've all graduated college. So he, I mean, he said, "Hey, I'm I'm graduating. Like, I'm in this now. I don't want to have to come back and do this later. Mm-hmm. I'm going to graduate now.
0: I'm going to play four years. That's yeah. awesome." Um, well, that, that's exactly what it is. Though you you have <clears throat> the ability to come and showcase your talents on the field with that full ride with a stipend, with all these extra additives as a college football athlete. And I don't know what the stipend is, but I'm sure it's different among schools. But they're getting money from somewhere. And I I don't really know... I don't know what the amount is but they get money to spend elsewhere whether it's on clothes I mean they got all their clothes for free too yeah I mean they get I mean, apparel they get, they they get shoes tons of apparel they and get, shoes that's half the reason that some of the kids choose the schools and, and it's not just football cleats I mean they're getting tennis shoes too Adidas uh, sponsors so for Nebraska, Nebraska so they get getting a ton Adidas, of Adidas stuff
2: a lot stuff. of schools have Nike a lot, a lot of schools have Under armor I mean, all so, kinds of stuff Yeah. so my
0: sister played D1 volleyball and she got is the, the kangaroo so she's got roo stuff all over the place oh yeah she got Like uh, duffel bags and shoes and shirts and shorts and sweatshirts, and she got a stipend to go spend money on clothes. I mean, you gotta get $300 (laughs) stipend a month to go spend on clothes. Was it to spend on clothes or anything? Yeah, it was clothes. clothes? Yeah, it's like holy crap. Yeah, I I don't know how they. Anyways, Um, so let's talk about a little bit about that conversation. So, so Micah says uh, they are generating profit for the university, could probably be structured similar to the NFL. Andrew says, take away the academics and no longer call them a student-athlete. Then they're no longer called football teams. So Micah says, why, why would the academic academics need, need to be taken away? Andrew says, well, they're receiving money from the university already in the form of free education, books, room, and board. Right. So what would they need otherwise to have to pay for by the university? So then they talk about scholarships would would no longer be necessary if you are paying them. So no no more scholarships, you're going to pay them money, which would make sense. If you're not going to do a scholarship and you're just going to pay them, that would make sense over giving them a scholarship and pay them. Um, so other students are allowed to use their talents and earn a paycheck while enrolling in school. So talking about getting a job, um, you know, and, and I think... You know, so what are examples of students using their talents to earn a paycheck while in school um, from when to get to play to play football so you know they are getting to that graduation point they're gonna get paid um, and what was kind of funny is I, I look at uh, you look at some of the basketball players the NBA draft was not too long ago and I watched a little bit of the draft I watched a little bit of the highlights of the draft and not less than 24 hours after the draft was over, the number one pick already had like a, a shoe deal with somebody. Well, you you know that's being worked out ahead of time. It's it's after college or it's between them done playing basketball and going to the draft. They're working out something because they know they're going to be a top draft pick. So they like mean, have Do a shoe you see deal the with. suits those guys are rocking at yeah. the draft? Yeah. Who, who's paying for those? Yeah. You know you know that these college kids, if they're not working. If they're not earning a paycheck, they're, if they're not getting paid well, somehow, the one how are they, they getting all these flashes? The one suits? dude that was the, on. the one dude that was the first overall pick, he he is signed with Puma, and they're trying
2: to make a Puma comeback.
0: That's what I'm talking about. So so those kind of things, it's like they're getting money from somewhere. They are, you know, they are. Look look how many tattoos some of these guys have. They're not paying for those tattoos. There's no way. See the thing is though, I hey, mean, I'll sign no, you. No, I'll one, sign. no one can.
2: I mean, they, they, like, the school. The school shouldn't be punished for that because yeah. they 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 left the school. They're they're no yeah. longer involved with the school. Yeah.
0: So so my my big thing is you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different things. So so Andrew and Michael went on back and forth about modeling the NFL. Um, you know how do you say who's the top player? How do you determine their their base production or popularity with how much you would pay them? You know and that's where it gets kind of tough because you know it, it is there's two different sides of the story here and everyone has their own argument on what's the right answer. And really, to me, I think there's a way of paying the players, but not paying them with dollars, per se, from the university. Yes, the university makes a lot of money they make off a lot of, them, of money, and I think that is... I, they make a lot of money off of teams like Alabama, the players, the coaches, everybody in that university. Right. No matter what sport it is, any successful sport, they're going to make a lot of money. And they make a lot of money from the students that go there and don't play sports. <laughs> That's definitely true. But, but I think that they do
2: use that money for facilities and yeah. um, you know updates on weight rooms and the the stadiums and stuff like that well they get tv deals so you know they get all they, the get, all, they get all their money yeah that's so, where they get most of their money
0: so with that you look at somebody like amanda's comment about tuition holy crap you're getting millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars and tuition raises every year why so <laughs> those those are some of the questions that can't be answered by by people like you and i we don't have those answers we're Hey, we're just to average guys. We don't know where I don't even know where to find those answers, but you got <laughs> the finance department at UNL. But you gotta figure out where's that money going, how's it being used, is it being used properly? Okay, so my other fight on this is you got guys like for instance, Johnny Manziel. Right. Uh James Winston. I don't I don't know if you ever got in trouble for this, but I, I know he was part of an investigation. I don't think they ever found him guilty, mm. but I think they ended up being a fake autograph. I'm embarrassed to be a Tampa fan yeah, I know. James Winston. Um so Johnny Manziel ended up signing some autographs at a store, ended up getting like 200 bucks for it, and he signed some autographs, and he gets in trouble for it. Someone rats him out. He gets in trouble for it. Of course. Now, to me, I'm not a Johnny Manziel fan, but why can't college athletes do that? If if a store, if Husker Hound says, "Hey, Adrian Martinez, we want you to come to Omaha and do a signing for a couple hours, we'll pay you 200 bucks." Why is that so wrong for True. a kid to come and sign autographs for their fans who, who barely know him for for obvious reasons? But why is that so wrong to pay him two hundred bucks to come sign some autographs? Right. That that's a win-win-win for everybody.
2: I mean, he gets paid, the the store gets customers, yeah. and then young kids or fans or whatever get to go and and, and, me, and meet this. And how does that impact how does
0: that impact the university? It doesn't. It doesn't. But the university, in this NCAA, says that's not okay. You can't do that. You can't do that because we need we need some of that yeah. or yeah, whatever. Now I don't I don't think that's wrong. I mean, they have the Fan Appreciation Day, which is on uh, August eighteenth, down at uh, Memorial Stadium, which will be a lot of fun. What day of the week is that? I don't know. Probably a Saturday. Um, it is. Well, it's a Saturday. two weeks before Opening Day. That's Saturday. So on August eighteenth, so they're signing autographs then, but it's at the university. If it's off property off the university, at a store, at a bar. At and they're not getting paid for it. Yeah, they're not getting... But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you don't have to pay them then. But if they go Husker Hounds or in a bar just to sign some autographs and someone wants to pay them 200 bucks, <coughs> yeah, you get pictures with fans, you get to sign some autographs, get to sign some mini helmets. I just don't see any harm in that. But the NCAA regulates everything these students do. And I think the NCAA has way too much power. And there, there was a mother... Of one of the guys drafted in the NBA this year, and she's like, "You are a pawn in their chess game." And they tell you what you can and cannot do at the university. They tell you what you can and cannot wear. Like they they play you, but they don't pay you. That's right. And, like, and that that's is, why players leave early. And that's why <laughs> yeah. they that's why they sit out. Because they can. That's why they sit out their bowl games because yeah. they don't want to get hurt. Yeah. So what, what I mean. So what's the harm in paying somebody a couple hundred bucks to come sign some autographs at your store? I just don't see a problem with that. In my in my point of view. And I don't, I don't want to pay the players at all on the university for playing football. I don't think that's the right answer. Yeah, because
2: there's no good way to do it. No. You can't, like we said when we were talking to Ashley, I mean, that's going to tear apart locker rooms. I yeah. mean, this guy next to you is making more money than you, so yeah. you're pissed. Yeah. And the guy next to you is making less money than you, and you're like, hey, man. Yeah. I mean. Uh, you can't do that because, I mean, you can't do that because.
0: So that's me, and I make more money than yeah. you, or whatever. Shit, yeah, Levante David, let's say him and, uh, and um, uh, who was the quarterback? Was it Martinez? Yeah. He played with Martinez. Let's say he's making more money than Martinez. Martinez is a quarterback. Quarterback is like the high-profile position on the team, but Levante David is a stud on defense getting paid more. How does that make Martinez feel? Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, you're gonna have those clashes if you start to pay players based on productivity, based on their popularity. You know, those kind of things are gonna tear apart locker rooms. And I think you you change the framework of college football and the excitement around it to make it something more like the NFL, which the NFL is ridiculous. The NFL is a hot mess right now because there's way too much control from Goodell and there's way too much control from the owners of those teams. Yep. And if you trickle that down to the NCAA, I think you take apart. You, you take away what is the big difference between NCAA and NFL. Well, and like Ashley said, you know, I,
2: I hate to see what would happen to the game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's our favorite thing in the world. So, I mean, yeah. do we want to mess with that? Do, yeah. do you want to screw that up? Well, I mean, I, I think something might end up
0: happening, but so, down the road. So, Yeah, and a lot of people argue that NFL is more exciting than NCAA. It's not. Hell no. NCAA football, you got kids. They're fighting for a job in the NFL. Guys in the NFL... They can they can suck for three years like and still get paid. You know what I mean? getting paid a shit or money. Or you're you're, you're a, a
2: small town Nebraska kid and you're fighting for for fighting for a position, a chance to play, or a, a scholarship because yeah. yeah. you were a walk on. Um,
0: I, I think NFL you cha- just it's you change, just, change the dynamic of the game and you take a lot of the excitement out of it because there's money involved. Or you see the guys that.
2: They're not getting the contract that they want. They're not getting the money they want. So they're sitting out through OTAs yeah. and through preseason stuff. Or they don't sign. Or they half-ass it because
0: they're pissed. Yeah, because they don't have to. I mean, yeah. There, yeah there, there's no easy answer to this question, and it's it's really hard to. I, I for me the bottom line is no. That, that don't pay the. That players. is
2: that's a very good point. Kind of what you you accidentally said there. Hmm. Um, they don't try. A player starts getting paid, and then, well, I'm getting paid, so it doesn't really matter to me. Well,
0: look at at Bosa from Ohio State. Goes to the NFL, goes to the Chargers. He was out, like, what, the first four games? Three or four games? Because he was fighting for that contract. Yeah. Dude, you just graduated college. Yeah. But what does he do? He's got 10 sacks in his first, like, eight games. I mean, the guy comes out and he balls. Yeah. I'm not a fan of his, but he comes out and he just straight balls as a linebacker, and he had a really good season. But imagine if you wouldn't have sat out those first three or four games because he was fighting for a contract and his, his stupid agent is trying to negotiate something higher than what he's worth.
2: A, a good comparison, and it's kind of hard to understand, but when I was playing hockey in high school, you go to junior hockey after. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting a little bit off topic, oh, but right? you go to junior hockey before you go to college. So I played with a kid in high school, and I won't dive into too many details because... Whatever, but in these junior leagues, you can sign. Each team gets a certain number of guys they can sign before mm-hmm. the season, and they can do it during your high school season. Okay, and then they also have a draft during the summer. Well, when well, my senior year of high school, one of the kids on my team signed with a team, a junior team, and then just completely checked out <laughs> because oh, right, I'm already I'm already with the team next year, so yeah. I really don't care. Well, I have nothing because yeah. we have scouts coming, watching games all the time, and. You know, we're fighting because everybody's trying to go. Everybody's trying to go to play junior Yeah. Home. And he started getting, I mean, he signed, and then
0: he checked out. Yeah. So so if I'm, if you and I are playing college football, and I feel like I'm a better player than you, but you're making more money because they see you as more popular, and maybe you're the quarterback, and I'm the running back, but they see you as better than me, why am I going to want to try hard for you? Why am I going to block for you? Yeah. Why am I going to play for somebody that's making more money when I don't agree with it? You're going to have those kind of arguments, you're going to have those kind of things breaking up the game of college football, and I think that's where it damages the game. So I think the ultimate answer is 100% no, you don't pay these players because they get a lot of stuff that I don't even think we realize. There's a lot like I mentioned, the tattoos alone. You see how many guys are tatted up from arm, they have sleeves, right? You know my a freaking sleeve is like 600 700 bucks where are they yeah, get you know that money is not just coming to them somehow they are getting the money somewhere they or yeah. they are getting free stuff from somewhere free food those kind of things they, happen you know that the,
2: they so can why go pay?
0: they can go eat whenever they want
2: like when i was in college i worked a job and like made a couple hundred bucks yeah. A paycheck yeah and then that i'd you know get some beer and food and then yeah. oh, you know your paycheck gone
0: yeah i mean you can when you can go I mean, yeah, the the place where they go to eat, the student hall or whatever, it's only open for a certain amount of time, but shit, you got to-go boxes. Man, take some food with you. Yeah. And these guys eat a lot of food, so man, take some to-go boxes, go with you, and guess what? I'm sure a lot of the restaurants locally, especially for probably some of the more popular players, they can go eat anywhere they want. Well, I know that uh, back in the day...
2: When Matt Slauson was a offensive mm-hmm. lineman at Nebraska, Chipotle in downtown Lincoln had a Slauson burrito. It was basically yeah. two burritos. It's his friggin' it burrito. Was his burrito, because that's what he going to get. I mean, I'm I sure they didn't charge him for that, they, or yeah, charge him full price. I, hey, what give it, me whatever. my burrito. Yeah, I don't, okay. I, I don't know. I so, just,
0: so you know, you know, 100. And no matter what sport, big sport at any college, big university, these players are getting opportunities. That people like you and I, without the athletic ability, like theirs at least,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: like their like their ability. Um, not gonna sell ourselves too short, but yeah, we're We don't have the athletic ability like they do to play college football. We didn't either. Um, they're getting more than what the average student is gonna get. Way more than the average student.
1: Yeah,
2: and I feel for them because the school is making the schools make so much money, and it.
0: So I, I get there. I mean, I get the argument yeah. that. Well, not only school, the NCAA. The oh, NCAA okay. as a whole makes a shit ton of money off the players and the schools. So, yes, there is something wrong in there. There is something, I think, systematically wrong with the way the NCAA and the colleges make their money, how much money they make, how much they charge for tuition, garage passes, parking passes. I think it's How it's much asinine. they charge for tickets? It's asinine. For games? And really, student tickets actually aren't that bad. I mean, it's student, student tickets aren't bucks. Bad. But I mean, I think it's asinine that they are able to... Charge and it costs that much money just to be a fan sometimes, and no, the players don't profit from that at all. So why not allow them to kind of make their own money elsewhere if
2: they can? Like Ashley said, you know, merchandising with jersey sales.
0: uh, That's that's why they only have two
2: numbers on jerseys now. Yeah, I mean maybe they, maybe they get a piece of that. I mean, I guess if it's something like that, then. Like we said, you know, I'm making more than you. That can kind of cause a rift between people, but but they're not they're not going to
0: have a defensive lineman. They're not going to have their number on a jersey. Yeah. So they're never going to be able to profit from it, right? Which yeah. is which is why this thing I mean, was always like the well, quarter, the
2: quarterback always had a jersey. Are you going to throw a uh, place kicker jersey for
0: sale? Punter, special teams yeah. guy. That's what I'm saying. Like you, how to profit off of jerseys? That's tough because. Uh, you see historically you got the quarterback sometimes a wide receiver and yeah. usually running back yeah. you very rarely do you have anybody on defense very rarely do you have anybody you a, on like, offensive line like a, i mean if, at least if you're going like NFL wise i mean you're well, seeing yeah, like a yeah. linebacker well in the NFL you can pretty much order any jersey you want but That's in sub-A, the they're going to have the most popular players with that are you're going to you're going to have uh, Rex Burkhead mm-hmm. or Dula, Doula um you had, you had Burkhead, you had Abdul, you had Martinez. Um, I mean, they were probably in the top three. I mean, and um, uh, Kenny Bell. Yeah, that 80, yeah. But, sure. they, but then they went to, like think, number one and number 15 are the two jersey numbers that you can buy anymore nowadays. They don't sell any other numbers. There's been a lot of good ones and 15s. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they're doing that for a reason. So no one's going to say, hey, you're profiting off of my name and my number. Because they got in trouble for that. So the NCAA says no more of that. So they're trying to regulate what they can on the NCAA side to prevent these kids from getting money, but they're also not allowing them to do those fun signing autograph deals. And they almost stopped those fan appreciation days because of the whole autograph thing with Johnny Manziel. They said, we're going to stop fan appreciation days in those autographs because these kids are going to end up making money off of it. And they ended up just making it into a bigger thing than it needed to so a five-year-old can't get an autograph from their favorite Husker player. I mean... It's one of those things where they there needs to be some regulation around what the NCAA does, but who's going to regulate them? Who regulates the NCAA? The NCAA. <laughs> Congress. I don't know. Congress. <laughs> Congress? <laughs> Our state senators. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. So it's, it's definitely tough. It's tough to really say, no, they shouldn't be paid, but yes, they should be paid. It's There's a fine line. There's got to be something that can be done differently that benefits the players. And doesn't hurt the players or the locker room. and also benefits the university. You know, so it makes enough money. I would, I would
2: say if you ask the coaches and call it major college football, they would probably say that they would not
0: want anything. When, when you have kids coming from a demographic area where they have nothing, they, are, get, they get a full ride scholarship, free food, free clothes, they get to play football. They get a chance at the, nat- at the National Football League that they never would have had otherwise without their talents. Cause you know a lot, of, a, a lot of these players. Once again, not trying to huge stereotype out there, but you know a lot of these guys maybe aren't the smartest either. So they're sure. they're getting their education for free, and they're making it to the NCAA. Now they have stipulations on how to get in these universities too. What your GPA needs to be, what your ACT or SAT score needs to be. You think a lot of these guys are making those scores? No, but I guarantee, I guarantee you, their athletic I, ability is getting them into the school, and you know that yeah. it. Just, doesn't no, say they're not narrow it down to one thing. does say they're not smart.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel like the basketball players more than football players. They only have to. They only have to be in school for one semester. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably have to be enrolled. You probably have to be in for two semesters. Yeah. But I mean, you could take the the easiest class. You're taking gen eds. You
0: could take golf. Yeah. I remember I took you golf. took golf. That's why I said that. <laughs> I was uh, doing outdoor uh, camping and backpacking and camping. Yeah, it was great.
2: You, you could do that because you're still technically going. I mean, you're going to class. As yep. long as you're passing your classes. You're taking gen eds. So. And then you can be like, all right, well, I'm going to go in the yep. top ten in the draft. So I'm yep. out. <laughs> but,
0: <clears throat> yeah, so there's there's no easy answer here. But I think I think something's going to change down the road. I just don't think it's going to be directly giving these kids a paycheck. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. SLA yeah, won't. I, I don't LA think it, it should. Do yes, sh- won't go for that. Yeah. So, all
2: right. all right. You got anything else? No, I think I think that was good. That was fun.
0: All right, guys. Well, once again, thanks for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys checking out. Have a good one. Yep. See you next time.